Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hi, everyone. Hi. Great. So welcome to episode four, I believe. And today we're going to talk about what do you do when you experience lows or feelings of depression? So Donovan, what do you do when you experience these moments where we all get a little blue sometimes? Yeah. So I think first I probably want to talk about kind of the distinction between different types of feelings, right? Because like Mm -hmm. I personally have had the experience of what I would call depression and that's distinct for me from uh, just kind of having like a bad day or feeling down a little bit. Um, So just to make that like clear to start with, uh, the days that I feel down is kind of like mostly in my head, right? There's these ideas or thoughts that come and kind of bring me down or like I keep revisiting like, oh, I was supposed to get all this stuff done today, but I didn't and now I feel bad about it. Whereas what I would say as depression, when I actually feel depression, it's, it's almost a different type of thinking and feeling. Like it's something that weighs very heavily in both my mind and my body. And it's not something usually that I can just think myself out of, right? It's not like a reframing type of thing, but I usually need different tools to kind of manage some of that stuff. So I just wanted to kind of get those two different pieces out up front. Um, The stuff that I do when I'm feeling a little bit low or like just kind of having a bad day or whatnot is I really try to look at whatever the situation is realistically. Now, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes I get caught up in, oh, I shouldn't have said that dumb thing. I could have said it better like this. I could have done this. I could have done that. And, And I'm caught in these loops for a long time. But once I catch those thoughts, once I'm able to take one moment and say, okay, hold on, I'm feeling very frustrated, sad, emotional, whatever about this certain situation, Mm -hmm. I try to extract out the pieces that are actually actionable. And a lot of times those bad days or down times come from focusing on things that are not controllable. So for example, like, I was saying, like, if I say something that I think is dumb later and I'm revisiting it, yeah. and a lot of times what, what can be taken away is, is kind of the, the process of that conversation or what led me to, like, say something that I didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I'm focused on kind of just it doesn't feel good. And mm-hmm. there's not necessarily an action for that besides to – reframe it or refocus or find some other way to use time Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the way that I try to get out of those is once I catch those thoughts pulling out the things that are that are actionable and then moving forward from there and it hasn't always worked super well but as I've built up kind of the skill set around it I've gotten a lot better at these reframings and whatnot as long as I'm able to catch the thought so I want to talk for forever so before I talk about the actual depression stuff, I'd love to know what you do during times that you're feeling a little bit down. Yeah, I I can relate to what you said about, you know, thinking about it um, like more on a logical level and pulling out the rational pieces and then 
putting some action items in place. That's, that's what I've kind of learned and trained myself to do. Like normally when I'm feeling, and I, I do have like different degrees of feeling low versus like really depressed versus, you know, when my friend died, that was like a whole different level. <laughs> I just felt like I had no control over. Um, so I feel like when it's a lower degree, yes, it's, a little easier to, you know, intellectually understand why, you know, that doesn't really make sense, this way of thinking or that logic pattern, and that can help me get out of it. But sometimes there's moments where it's a little heavier, and intellectually I understand why, you know, that doesn't make sense, these thoughts don't make sense, but it doesn't stop it. (laughs) So it kind of depends, it's different degrees, I guess. And one of the, the things that I've learned over the years when I'm feeling um, lower for sure is taking action. Even though I wanna just curl up in bed and do nothing, which I think a lot of people are inclined to do, I know that that's not gonna be the thing that helps me get out of my low mood. And so the things that I do know that will help get me out of it is talking to someone, whether it's a professional, like I've called therapist or a coach um, will help me get out of it. Like, you know, hearing another person besides my own head helps, you know, getting some perspective or just a friend to really just like (laughs) get that out of my head and realize that helps you kind of get the illogical or whatever it is kind of like a relief or outlet in that sense. But other things, you know, exercise can make a big big difference and just really having realizing what you have in life rather than focusing on what you don't have actually i was just sharing um earlier how yesterday was my birthday (laughs) and i i was kind of feeling like good and not so good at the same time it was like a a roller coaster of emotions of turning a certain age (laughs) to close that but why i was feeling a little low was you know before years ago, I thought by this age, I would be married with kids, you know, my business would be like, at a certain point, you know, my health and wellness would be at a certain point. And all those things aren't exactly where I'd, I'd envisioned them to be at this moment in time. And what helped me get out of it was just really focusing on what I do have and how much gratitude I have for the people in my life. I have an amazing partner and an amazing family that's so supportive and amazing friends and my business is growing. And one thing that makes a difference for me is just realizing, you know, I am exactly where I need to be in life. It took a lot of things from my past. Maybe there's some things that kind of derailed my life vision for myself. And, you know, if those those moments that quote derailed my like life path and vision you know I have gratitude for those moments too because I realized if I continued down a certain path it wouldn't have led to where what I have right now and it has me appreciate everything that I have so that that also makes a really big difference yeah I think that's at least from my understanding of talking to people a very common feeling and it's definitely something I've experienced before in the sense of expecting to have x y and z done by some certain time period Mm -hmm. but I also think that 
a lot of people kind of have these ideas in mind with with kind of a, a an artificial or arbitrary deadline, right? But at least at least for me, like <laughs> yeah. in the past, I've had uh, you know these ideas of like, okay, at this age, I'm gonna have this done. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but then when I look a little bit deeper than that, mm-hmm. right? Once I once I dug under some of that stuff, part of it was not really based in anything besides the, the, like a deadline that I had just made up. You know what I mean? Some of the things, at least for me, that I had wanted before by a certain age, when I, when I, when I kind of picked it apart, Mm -hmm. I realized that they weren't necessarily things I needed for my quality of life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that doesn't mean that like, they aren't things that I still want to achieve, but I guess it helped me to kind of look at like, okay, I want to have X amount of money by this age. Right. But then the more I dig into that and think about it, the more I realize for what, like what happens mm-hmm. if that's not met? What, is, what happens to my life? Now, I'm not trying to like marginalize what you said at all, but sometimes it's just, it's interesting to examine what those milestones mean mm-hmm. beyond just what the, what the actual roots of them are, I guess. Cause like for me at least, the, the money part, and there's other things that I felt this way about, but the money part was some sort of like, well, it seems like a lot compared to other people. So that's why I want to hit that number. Right. And only later did I figure out, like, okay, one, you have to do a lot of stuff to make even close to that much money. And two, I don't spend that much money. Like that's not, that's not the lifestyle that I even live. Right. So the main point of that was just being that I think it's a pretty common thing that people run into. And I think sometimes just trying to dig into the roots of some of these expectations can unravel them a little bit. Not always, but anyway, I got kind of lost on a side tangent. I was thinking, I would be curious to know, so we talked a little bit about kind of logically breaking down some of the, I don't know, concerns we run into. Right. Do you have any tools that you use to manage emotion? So to me, it's like the least bad, bad days are easy to dismantle logically. The middle ones are like emotional, right? Like you were saying, like you can kind of say like, I don't want to feel sad about this, but mm-hmm. okay, well, that doesn't do anything. And then the worst ones are um, what I would call depression, like actual clinical <laughs> depression type things. Right. I'd be curious to know if uh, you have certain tools that you use like in that middle zone. I think it is, it's a harder mental and emotional barrier to get yourself in action because it's like the last thing you want to do. But I know it kind of something I I understand is that even though it's the last thing you want to do, it is the thing that's going to get you out of that funk faster. So, you know, I was having, yeah, last year, I remember feeling, was dealing with a really unfortunate life circumstance and I didn't want to get out of bed. I was like putting on clothes and doing stuff does not seem like a thing I really want to do. But thankfully I had commitments that involved other people and I'm someone that doesn't want to let anyone down. And you know, if I've given my word to do a thing, even though I didn't want to, I thought about like backing out and just like not doing it, like staying in bed. I I did it and it actually, it was kind of leading up or a presentation kind of a thing 
in front of people and interacting with them in a way that, you know, helped them like create possibilities in their life and, you know, look at the positive <laughs> and all these good things. So in a way helping other people. And in that sense, that is actually the thing that got me out of my mood. I felt better after doing that because I guess when you're depressed or feeling really, really low, you're, you're really focusing on yourself. And, you know, that's, that's human nature. We are self-absorbed people. <laughs> They're just, we're like so absorbed in our own feelings and emotions. But when you step outside of that and put your attention to something else, even if it was intentional or not, that was something I needed to get done. So I did it. And that was the thing that got me like focusing on other people and helping them with whatever they're dealing with actually helped me. So, you know, I, I think maybe doing volunteer work or just being with people or, or it's like logically you can't, but it's just, again, it kind of goes back to that action. So the logical stuff is for the very small problems. And then yeah. kind of as the, if for the things that are a little bit bigger, then it's more helpful to kind of force yourself into action or kind of enlist other people, find ways to basically not wallow in whatever is going on, but to kind of get outside of yourself and get your attention somewhere else. Ideally, or at least most often, it works when it's helping other people. Right. Definitely. Actually, that just for when I had gotten out of a really serious relationship of almost four years, I remember, you know, breaking up with my my college boyfriend. We were going to be living, he was moving out of the country basically for a year. So we broke up. And I remember how I handled that back then. This was like over, well over a decade ago, so long ago. <laughs> what I did was like pretend everything fine go about my day, go to work, get stuff done. Like nobody could even know that I was really heartbroken. But how I handled it was like every night, at night, I couldn't sleep. I just cried myself to bed every single night for like months. <laughs> no one had any idea. I just like kept it to myself, kept it together. And then just like at the end of the day, I would just fall apart. I'm not saying that's wrong or anything, but I just have over the years developed better ways to, to handle that kind of pain and emotion. And when I had broken up with my long-term boyfriend of four years, just a, a couple years ago, I think just getting in action and getting, like I was working on this nonprofit project called Healing Around the World, where I got to interview doctors around the world and, and, you know, gather information about what was their best piece of advice to offer people. Cause you know, not everyone has access to healthcare. And that was just very fulfilling for me. And it got me out of the sadness and just being there for other people, making a difference in the world. So that, that was really a big, big turning point for myself. Yeah. I think for me, one of the best tools, I mean, action for sure is, is really nice. I've found a lot of success with, I guess it's born out of my meditation practice, but kind of seeing the emotions and instead of feeding them, just kind of sitting with them or accepting uh, kind of the message or the purpose that they have, right? For, for some of the things that you can't pick apart logically, right? Sometimes I, I look at it and it's like, okay, I'm feeling sad about this thing I said. 15 years ago, for some reason, I'm, I, I, I don't want to think about this anymore. This is a weird waste of time. But for other things that actually have 
useful messages that that's been really useful for me is to say like, okay, I feel beat up or sad or frustrated or whatever about this problem. What is this trying to communicate to me? Like, what does this mean? And what is the point of this? Because I've had in the past as well experiences that I was able to, like you were saying, kind of like bury, Mm. but not resolve. Right. And the idea at the time was like, well, if I just bury this long enough, eventually (laughs) I'll stop feeling bad about it. Right. Which kind of, I guess, is true, but the timeline for that is extremely ridiculously long. Mm-hmm. So I found a lot of uh, relief from from that when I switched tools into kind of looking at these emotions mm-hmm. for what they were trying to tell me. Right. And sometimes just instead of saying or feeling like, wow, I feel sad about this again, what is wrong with me, which I often did. Yeah. Switching that frame just a little bit to like, okay, here's my brain trying to tell me that this thing, you know, this relationship was important to me and I didn't like that it ended. So what can I do to keep fueling my relationships? And that didn't like make the emotions go away necessarily, but it at least gave me a starting point to kind of like start working through, okay, this is the message from this feeling. This is what, this is the point of this. It's not like there's something wrong with me or I feel bad because I'm dumb or I'm weak or whatever else. But there is a reason for these feelings and there is purpose in kind of working through them and facing them, which to me was like, because in the past, all, all I ever did was just bury, 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 mm-hmm. and wait. And the timeline on that is way too long. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree and relate because, yeah. With my college boyfriend, I don't even know. It was a long time. It took me a long time to get over that. And that relationship was like a year. It took me, I don't know, I feel like at least half that time or longer to get over that relationship, if that, because I was like suppressing it. And it's kind of like that saying, you know, what you resist persists. I wasn't really ready to deal with it full on and let's just be with all the emotions in such a way but actually with the long-term relationship that was almost four years because I was taking action and just also being with my feelings too I felt like I was able to get over that relationship within it wasn't like next day I'm I'm good (laughs) it took maybe like two months though two months of actively pursuing my happiness and that helped me feel good but in itself healed my heart to be able to move on and move forward. And it actually, what you mentioned about being with your emotions, like accepting them. Yeah, it's perfectly okay to be sad. It's perfectly okay to be depressed and not beat yourself up on, on that. And and sometimes it's just unavoidable. When my, my friend, I had a friend that like committed suicide last year and that was like, I was like freaking mess a mess. It was just uncontrollable. And I went through like all the five stages of grief within like hours of finding out of this information. And um, yeah, honestly, I, you know, I wanted to drink and eat like ice cream. It was like, (laughs) I wanted to deal with it because it was too much and I'm not making myself wrong for that. But, you know, I think being with it and just being okay with, you know, that, that it happens and, you know, 
when people ask me what's wrong, what's up, I would just share with them. Before I would have been like, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go, <laughs> I'm not gonna share with anyone. I'm just gonna deal with it on my own. I'll work on it and then I'll be fine. And no, this time I let people in. That was the thing that was different. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really common for people to feel like they should manage their emotions by themselves. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they feel like not only should they manage them, but that they're not supposed to be there in the first place. Or at least that's, I've felt that a lot in the past, which Mm -hmm. is like, I'm frustrated with this thing. Why? Like, I don't want to be frustrated with this. I shouldn't feel frustrated. And it's such a difference between letting those emotions in and then out, like you were saying, like sharing with people compared to just in and then just keeping them there forever and then being right. mad that they're there or frustrated or sad. Right. So I, I think it's, it's really, I don't know. Like I, it, it just seems like something that I've heard from many, many people. Mm-hmm. Right. So I did want to talk a little bit and I don't know, I don't know if you've experienced this or if you f- feel a distinct difference, but I have a lot of depression in, in my family history. Wow. And I feel like when I'm, actually depressed it's it's a very different uh, experience than having a rough day or a bad time or you know like a breakup or something sucks yeah but a day that I actually feel like I'm depressed is different and I'd just be curious first to know if that's something that you've experienced or if it's not really no I mean I've had pretty low days, but I don't know. It might be a different experience for yourself. I'm not sure, but I've had low days that are really, really low, like depressed. The difference to me is basically uh, those bad days or whatever are basically centered around kind of bad things happening for the most part, right? Something sets them off, something happens, Mm -hmm. and then uh, either the train of like logic or emotions or something leads me to feeling bad. The depression spells can happen absolutely independent of what's going on in life. So I could have, you know, like a really great day lined up, be on vacation, be ready to go, yeah, explore something awesome that I've been looking forward to. And if I wake up with one of those, what I would call like depressive spells, everything is slowed down in my brain. Everything is like actually depressed, right? Like the word depressed like everything is slowed down my body feels significantly heavier Mm. my mind very much gravitates towards negative thoughts or for me a lot of times it actually comes out as uh, a lack of feeling just nothing oh something that normally would have been really exciting and fun I just don't care about and I it's not that I don't want to do it or I do want to do it I just it just like turns into nothing. Right. So to me, those are, those are very different just because what the cause has to be some sort of brain something or other, because it it can happen independent of any real negative events. Mm. So for me to get through those days, Mm -hmm. you know, it used to lead to thoughts like, wow, what is wrong with me? Yeah. Like, why am I like this sometimes? And now I've kind of gotten a lot better at at recognizing when that's happening. 
and looking at it like, okay, I'm going to treat this like I would if I had a, a, a random injury on my body, right? Like if I sprained my ankle or something. Mm-hmm. And I would never fight against like, oh, why is my ankle sprained? This is stupid. Like I should be able to fix this. I would never do that. Yeah. I just take things as I can during that time. So in the same way, like, you know, you can walk with a sprained ankle, but probably slowly and carefully. Right. I treat those days kind of the same way where it's like, I don't, I, I'm probably not going to feel anything. Like I'm probably not going to magically get mm-hmm. out of this. Mm-hmm. I know it will pass with time because it has in the past and that's how it works. Yeah. So I'm going to just do, like you were saying with action, like push myself as much as I can into action, mm-hmm. even for things that don't feel like they're important or feel like I want to do Um, and then I make sure that I do as much as I can, but sometimes even something like going for a walk, that doesn't, I don't know why, like, I don't want to do that. It doesn't seem like it would feel good or bad or anything like whatever. So for me, that that's made a huge difference is just recognizing those states and being able to separate them from bad days where like, I need different tools Yeah. and knowing that over time, that state, that feeling or lack of feeling is going to go away or come back. I'm now confusing myself, but uh, basically for me, that has made a huge difference because I used to feed that state with thoughts that made it much, much worse. Like, wow, this is going to last forever. Wow. This is just how I am now. Wow. This is, and that would take it from something that is kind of off into something that was pretty miserable. So I just wanted to kind of share that because I don't know. Um, I, I feel like people use depression, the word depression in a lot of different ways and it strikes people in different ways. So I just wanted to share that like angle. Yeah, no, I think that's a really valuable um, perspective. And I, I, I'm positive a lot of people experience what you experience. And yeah, to some degree, I can relate the this situation that really came to my mind when you were sharing where it just kind of like, there wasn't a particular like life event that was major that would like a breakup or losing a friend that kind of spiraled you into depressed mode. It just kind of like happened and you were kind of in a low and trying to get out of it, but navigating through it was challenging. And the situation that, that came to my mind actually was, Last year, I I was doing this morning miracle challenge where I would wake up in the morning at a certain time consistently, and then I would exercise and then meditate and then get my day started. And I don't know, I might have shared this in a previous video, (laughs) I don't remember. Um, But I remember feeling like really good and really productive. But actually, so I stayed on that routine for, even though the exercise was 10 to 15 minutes a day, the meditation was five or 10 minutes. I, I did it consistently for three weeks and I, my, my boyfriend did it too for two weeks, but then he fell off the wagon after two weeks and I stuck it, stuck it out like another week. So I, I stuck it out for three weeks and then I fell off the wagon and literally two or three days after that, I went in like a really, what I would say like a depression and I didn't even understand why, like nothing was like different or major. There was no 
crisis in my life happening, but I just like hit that. And I, I do believe there's like a hormonal level that is influencing. There's like um, the neurotransmitters in our brain, you know, those can get out of balance. And I really believe exercise and just eating healthy actually does make a difference on your body and that impact your, your mental cognitive function. And I was just blown away by how impactful, because before I, I couldn't notice mild to moderate lows, not like deeper lows, like you were describing. But I think when I did my exercise consistently for three weeks and then didn't just like stopped it and fell off the wagon, it just brought all those lows. And I like was crying for no reason. I would just be, I was so sensitive to the world. My boyfriend tried to comfort me and I was like, I don't even understand why I have all these feelings right now. And I think exercise is like a really good outlet to, to help with that. And again, something you don't want to do. It's like the last thing you do but it literally has effects on your brain, the chemical messengers in your brain, it makes it actually influences your hormones and influences a lot of different things going on. So you can't necessarily logic your way out of your hormone and neurotransmitter levels, but there are ways to, you know, balance it with like exercise and eating right. And if you do it consistently, then you're, you're less likely to fall into those lows, in my opinion, but it's hard. But I think what you also said about knowing it's going to pass, it's going to be fine. This isn't a forever state. It's just right now, this is what the situation is and it's okay. Yeah. What you said really resonates with my experience. Some of my family and stuff are really surprised at how much I've changed my habits in the last couple of years because they're like, oh, wow, you're doing all this stuff and you must be so on top of it and blah, 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 blah. But really really, 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 the root of it is, I used to experience those days a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And by getting all my other habits in line, those happen way less. Now it's still, it's still, you know, it's like a wheel of fortune every day, right? Right. But yeah. changing the probabilities on that wheel, right. I getting good sleep, eating healthier, exercising mm -hmm. all the time, like all of those things plus a bunch of other you know all the all the generic general stuff that like you should do to improve your life for right. me has made a huge impact on the frequency at which i feel like that so right. just for some comparison back when i wasn't paying that much attention which is to say that like sometimes i exercised sometimes i slept well sometimes i drank alcohol or didn't or in quantities that like I didn't really care about all these different things when I wasn't paying attention to them. I probably had the depressive days a couple times a month, mm. maybe more. But now that my habits are a little bit more refined and better, I only experience that like once every three months or so. Like the frequency has significantly gone down. Absolutely. And I've found that it's easier when they do happen. Like the, the intensity mm -hmm. of those days right. is less and shorter. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, that's, that's been absolutely critical. Like key component of being able to not spend most of my time dealing with those states. Right.
yeah, no, I, I concur. Just the, the frequency of those lows, those random moments where I just want to like burst into tears just doesn't, doesn't happen like noticeably. I'm pretty on top of my exercise routine. Yeah, it's not a foolproof system, but it definitely reduces the likelihood. And it's really, I feel like those lows only really happen when, you know, maybe a circumstance might, might hit me versus just sporadic hits you when it, whenever you feel it's something that you know that you do have control it's a, it's not maybe you don't have control in that moment but you if you were to like really tick on your life and your well-being that is something within your control that can make a difference and reduce the frequency and severity when you're in a low yeah the other part of that is uh i feel like it has really helped me with like you were saying with the feeling of control because before it would just keep happening. Yeah. And I kind of sort of knew that there were these other factors that were related, but not the link wasn't clear enough in my mind to say like, I can do X, Y, and Z, and this will reduce this other thing that I don't like. Right. And so I think that's a big piece of it is, is when the moments are actually happening, at least for me, mm -hmm. I used to try to fight through like the depressive feelings themselves, but that's, not the point or at least not the strategy to use to get out of it when you're in it that's not a good time to try to fix it now obviously like do whatever you can and whatnot but the place where you can really make a lot of ground or at least i've been able to is when you're out of it right the choices when you're not feeling that way right are the ones that matter or give you the most control over how often or how likely it is that this stuff is going to come up. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I, for the most part, have said all of the things that I wanted to get across. Was there anything else that you wanted to cover? No, I feel like we, we covered a lot of ground and I just really hope this helps encourage and inspires all of you to, you know, take some action and to know that it, it is okay to have those lows. And there's, there are things that you can do to prevent or reduce those things from happening, so. Yep, yep, like you were saying, I think that it's important to know that everything, that these feelings, these low times are just part of life, something that we kind of have to work with and around, not try to avoid because it's always gonna happen. It is. And I, I hope that people find some, some use from what we talked about. Me too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch, Catch you next time. time.